Hi friends, this is Shadima, also known as the Type A Hippie, and this is the Type A Hippie Podcast, Cheekast episode 52. And I am here with Melvin Parson, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today. So welcome. Thank you. So I met Melvin through friends of friends. We had mutual, uh, not only friends, but interests. And so he's a pretty intriguing guy, and I'll let him tell you more about himself in his own words. <laughs> um, thanks, Shadima, for the kind words. I'm not sure how intriguing I am. However, uh, I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm quite a few different things. Uh, and and I've had a very rich history uh, that has brought me to the point where I currently am. Uh, at my core, what I've come to find out about myself is that I'm a champion of social justice and social equality. And those are the two things that drive me and compel me to to do some of the things or have been a part of some of the things in which uh, I've been partaking in the last few years. Awesome. So Melvin is being a little humble, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, one of the reasons I brought him on was because I wanted to hear more about We the People Growers Association. So can you tell us a little bit more about that amazing project in which you're a part? Sure, thanks. Uh, uh, thanks for saying that. Um, uh, we the People Growers Association was born out of that, as I mentioned earlier, that social justice and social equality perspective. And it, it started in uh, um, 2014, and it wasn't really anything that I planned. I was living in a, a housing community um, owned by Avalon uh, Housing here in uh, uh, Ann Arbor, and they had a, a edible garden program set up for those who lived there. And if they wanted to grow some vegetables, they could. They, they were given seedlings. And, and I lived there for four years, and it never once entered my mind to, to be part of that uh, growing program. And in the the winter of 2013, this wonderful, prolific gardener uh, by the name of Berna passed away. And uh, in the spring of 2014, I somehow inherited her raised vegetable bed. It was a vegetable bed in which I did not ask for, uh, didn't inquire about, but somehow or another, it just kind of fell in my lap. And and I just decided to just to let this thing play out and see how things went and so I was given some seedlings and uh, put some of those in the ground and some food started growing and uh, and what were the first things that grew oh wow the first things that grew were um, I could see a cucumber growing and there was uh, some peppers and some I think the first thing that grew that I actually got a chance to eat uh, was lettuce and uh, it was just really amazing, right? I was able to take that lettuce from that garden and, and put it on a, uh, a sandwich. Uh, and, and, and so it just kind of sparked my interest in terms of like where my food came from. And, um, and I didn't get a chance to eat much more of that because I had to share my resources with the squirrels and the rabbits in the, in the area. <laughs> and, and, and they didn't want to share my resources with me. So that was that. Uh, however... It began, and then I watched a documentary called Food Inc. and and I was really uh, com- 
you know, inspired by that in, in a way that's, you know, made me look at food differently and where it came from. And uh, I also uh, went down to the farmer's market in Carytown in Ann Arbor to try to figure out what a radish was, what a, what a zucchini was, you know, things like that. I have no idea. I had no idea, right? And I'd be down there for an hour and I would see nobody that looked like me. Sure. And then I looked around at the people who were selling me my food and, and they didn't look like me either. And, and I'm a firm believer that either you've got a seat at the table or your ass is on the menu. And, and it felt like at that moment, the universe was saying to me, Melvin, this is where I want you to sit at. And, and, and that's how We the People Growers Association got started. That's so awesome, I love that. When you say, just for people because they're listening, mm-hmm. no one looked like you, what does that mean to you? Uh, no one, when I say no one, I'm, I'm an African American male, and, and so when I say no one looked like me, I didn't see people who mirrored, who mirrored my image. Sure. Or, or either my female counterpart. You know, and uh, and you know, granted, it could have been bad timing or something like that. I just came down there at the wrong time, you know, during the day to shop, you know, at the farmers market. Uh, but that happened to me on more than one occasion. Sure. And how important do you think for you representation is? I um, like what you said about if you're not at the table, yeah, your ass is on the menu. Yeah. So. You know, kind of expound on that, but also how important is it to see representation or people that look like you? Oh, representation is huge. Uh, I mean, even at an earlier age, you know, to see someone that resembles you uh, is is major, right? And when you don't see someone that resembles you, that's also major in a polar opposite sort of effect. Um, I think it's uh, one of the things I, I found out that I've got an opportunity to do is to model someone that looks like uh, the community uh, of people in which I'm targeting sure. to impact. Um, uh, I think about uh, little kids, for example, it's and even young adults or whatever, and, and, and they may come from a marginalized place or a place where there's lack of resources and opportunities, and, and people come into that community to help them, right? And, and that's super duper important because the help is needed, but it's much easier for a kid to see themselves going from that person that's being helped to somehow being that person that helps. Sure when the person that's helping looks like them. Yeah. It's a much harder leap mentally for that person to see themselves in that role if they don't if that person in that role doesn't look like them. Yeah. So I get an opportunity as a result of this farming initiative to to model a different behavior, to model a different person, right? Than yeah. uh what they see. I I I I get an opportunity where I, this year alone I've had three uh, African-American kids come out to my garden and plant their uh, uh, the, the very first vegetable they've ever planted in their life. 
and they call me Farmer Parson, right? That's me, you know. And these are 14, uh, 12, 14 year old kids, right? And, and, and they're excited about coming over there, right? And, and I think one of the excitements is because they can identify. Sure. That type of thing there. Um, and, and as a result of that, uh, we had a really deep conversation. Uh, there's a couple of kids come over there and I, I think they're besties because they always show up together mm-hmm. and um, and they're always uh, wanting to help. And uh, the third time they came over there, one of them said to me, so, uh, Farmer Parson, you ever been to jail? Right? <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, why do you ask? Uh, and he says, well, because everyone I know has been to jail. Mm. And 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 I wasn't shocked by that statement at all. Sure. You know, I you know, I get the the uh intentionalness behind that. Um and, and I myself have spent thirteen years of my life incarcerated off and on. Um and and as a result of a lot of help and and support and networks and things like that, I've been able to get my sea legs underneath me and, and, and I'm a recent graduate of Eastern Michigan University School of Social Work program and I'm currently in Michigan State University's organic farm training program and uh, I was a, a, a co-director and co-creator of a mentor program for men and women returning home from prison called A Bright Away which I transitioned away from so I can focus more on We the People Growers Association but back to the kids question and I said, sure. I I I I spent 13 years of my life in in, in uh, incarceration, and 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 so the person asked me, well, what did you do, right? And I said, well, it doesn't really matter what I did. It, what matters is is that we can figure out a way so that you don't end Absolutely. up there, right? You know, that's what that's what matters. And so and so I get a chance to talk to these kids uh, from this perspective, and I also get an opportunity that if I can dial this thing in correctly, if I can dial We The People Growers Association in correctly, it can be a sustainable uh, social enterprise that can support a small workforce of men and women returning home from incarceration, you know, to give them a fighting chance at least if they want it not to go back. Yeah, I love the the companies that give back in that way and there are quite a few, so some that you may want to connect with. Um, the Giving Keys is one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may not be people who were formerly incarcerated, but it's homeless people, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's one and the same. Right. Uh, and then another one more recently um, here, I don't know if it's more recently, but it's local, mm-hmm. Better Life Bags is another one. Hmm. Okay. That, um, they work with people that are um, have had s- women significant barriers to mm-hmm. employment mm-hmm. for multitude of reasons, and then another one in Oakland. Uh, so one's in LA, one's in Oakland, California, and that's Mamacita's Cafe. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a Kickstarter campaign right now, actually, okay. hoping to help young women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, who have experienced barriers to employment right. as well to um, get some work training, but mm-hmm. then also healing, right? Uh, healing opportunities, That's like, awesome. you, like um, you know, because of trauma and stuff like that. But right. um, 
yeah opportunities to heal and feel good about them. I mean because you're right people feel better when they're contributing um, yeah too so speaking of the incarceration not that we would need to go delve too far in that how were you able to navigate the road back to community because it seems like you're very entrenched in community um that's a I don't know, that's an interesting question. I'm not, and I don't really know how to quantify how I've been able to navigate my way back. Uh, it's been, it's been more so with a lot of help and support, sure. right? Uh, in terms of like people modeling a different behavior to mm-hmm. me uh, and removing uh, myself from uh surroundings or things that kind of entrap me or don't support me in a way that inspires me and, and motivates me to and, and and gives me the courage sure you know actually to to try something different and to be somebody different and to do something different um, so I yeah I can't and, a, and my grandmother wow I can't you know I had a, I had this praying grandmother mm. Uh, uh, and she put a lot. She put a lot into me, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it, you know, I, I think that's. I think that you know. I think that's a big part from a spiritual aspect. I think that's a big component of it too. Is she still alive? No, she's not. Mm. But I, I, wherever she is, I, I'm sure she's advocating for me. That's awesome. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, so I, I understand the importance of. Uh, community and, and network and, and, and that support system and, and how uh, integral and vital those pieces are in someone else's life and how impactful those things can be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really keen on building community. Right? Sure. Like community is, is important, it's hugely important. Uh, and which takes me back full circle to I think one of the most important things about a healthy community is that there's jobs there, right? Absolutely. Um, and 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 again, that's kind of like my focus with uh, We the People Growers Association is to figure out a way to to dial that in and create some jobs. Sure. For some folks, become a world class farming initiative, mm-hmm. right? Well, oh, you have it in there. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen. Absolutely. So you're not in social work. Correct. Correct. What skills that you that you were able to learn while working? It was a bachelor's. Yes. That's awesome. Congratulations. Um, So, what skills did you take from the bachelor's, even Mm -hmm. if you're not practicing in a traditional setting, social work, as people may think? Do you think you're infusing and we we the people's growers association yeah i uh there was quite a few skills that I picked up on while uh pursuing a bachelor's degree in relation to social work um that hones in on things like meeting someone where they're at mm-hmm. uh listening uh attentive listening skills uh looking for solutions and not living within the problem uh, and, and, and things like that and probably several others uh, I bring into my interactions 
with with people in the community uh, that I come in contact with that you know you can tell that they just I mean everyone wants to be uh, made to feel like they're valuable sure right you know people just they want to feel valuable mm -hmm. they want to feel valued they want to be heard right they want to feel as though they mean something sure right you know and 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 so my goal is to try to provide those uh, spaces where they feel valuable and where they are heard and they do mean something mm -hmm. right and and what better space to, to do that in, I think, than out in the fresh air and sunlight and, you know, uh, 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 and doing things uh, like growing food organically and, and, and putting back into the soil and, and bringing something forth from the soil is uh, kind of like you talked about that program in Oakland is, is, is uh, for those women. It's, it's therapeutical and healing in a lot of different perspectives. Sure. And so what happens to We the People Growers Association in the winter months? Because we live in Michigan, friends, and yeah. it's not fun or kind in winter, <laughs> right? It is not. At all. <laughs> we just had a, one of the worst winters on record. What was that a couple of years ago? It was like brutal. Was it? Yeah, it was brutal. You weren't here. I wasn't here you yet. You missed it. I missed it. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you missed it, but you didn't miss anything. Let me sure, you. that's right. right. <laughs> um, what happens to so currently where we where we are now? Uh, there's a church in Ypsilanti Township, an amazing church called Grace Fellowship Church House of Solutions that uh, we entered into a, a, a kind of a, a one year experimental land lease agreement with. Oh, where nice. they leased us some land, uh, and we're trying to see what that relationship looks like. Uh, unfortunately, and, and the relationship will be good, I'm, I'm certain of that, but unfortunately, the way that area is zoned, it's not zoned agriculturally, so we're not able to put hoop houses there that would help to extend the growing season. And so we're looking for, uh, we the people is, is looking for some land uh, where it's zoned agriculturally, where we'll be able to extend the growing season, which means nothing simply more than to be able to extend someone's employment season. Sure. And and so this winter, uh, I mean, we'll grow food and, and, and harvest food and sell food for as long as we can uh, using whatever methods that are available to us in which to do that. Uh, but certainly moving forward and looking at a more longer term vision, uh, we'll just, we'll have to find some place, right, where we can put some hoop houses out there and extend that season longer and start that season sooner. Sure. What is grown there? Oh, so what is grown there? Oh, God. I, uh, so I, I don't know a lot about what I'm doing and sometimes ignorance is bliss. Right. And, and it just feels like uh, it's just my job because I feel like I'm just a vessel and it's just my right. job just to keep moving forward and, and the doors just open right, sure. and, and things like that. So here's an example of ignorance is bliss. Uh, I ordered some organic plant starts, transplant starts this year 
And uh, I had no idea the quantity in which I was ordering. And, and when they were ready, you know, like, I mean, it must have been, oh God, like an ungodly amount of plants that I ordered. I had, like I said, I had no idea. So, so I've got a ton of food out there uh, and, and uh, uh, lots of chard, um, uh, both rainbow and red rhubarb. Uh, I've got three varieties of kale out there, uh, dino kale, a red Russian kale, and a green curly kale. I have collards, uh, onions, scallions, uh, peppers, three varieties of peppers, uh, lots of jalapenos, uh, and carmen peppers, and serranos. Uh, some of which I still haven't put in the ground yet. And I've still got a lot of seeds left. I've got basil seeds to plant and dill and um, tarragon mm -hmm. and carrots and beets. And yeah, it's overwhelming, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I, you know, I had no idea that it would be so much, but I've, I've been working towards establishing uh, relationships with uh, local growers, grocers here in Washtenaw County, such as uh, some amazing grocers and uh, as well as restaurants. Uh, one restaurant in particular uh, is co-owned by a dear friend of mine, Ari Winesweig mm -hmm. uh, of Zingerman's. Zingerman's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, and so uh, we're working at setting up, setting up something where I'll be able to sell some of the produce and herbs to Zingerman's as well as uh, another one of their new ventures that they uh, partnered up with uh, a new restaurant called Miss Kim, uh, mm. which is down the street from Zingerman's uh, Deli uh, in uh, Carytown, uh, uh, an amazing Korean restaurant. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, really good food there. Uh, and also- And they're open already. And Ms. they're Kim. open okay. already, yeah. Uh, I wish know. I could give more information about them, but the food's great. Um, and also there's a, a, a few, it's a chain of restaurants uh, in downtown Ann Arbor, primarily located on Main Street and mm -hmm. run by a, a, an organization called Main Street Ventures uh, and um, Frida Bedita's, uh, which, which is owned by an amazing woman mm -hmm. uh, named Eve. Eve's awesome. And, uh, and and there's a couple of local grocers, uh, Plum She Market. was on, wasn't she on um, Top Chef? Eve was on top show. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was so excited when I lived in Vegas. I was like, woohoo, yeah. Ann Arbor. Eve I saw Ann Arbor. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, I never saw that episode. As a matter of fact, I never talked to her about that. I was just, I was at a meeting with her yesterday. I'm going to bring that up. Totally. And ask her how she feel about that experience. Didn't mean to sidetrack you, but no, that's okay. I thought about that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, so Plum Market and Lucky's Market and Fresh totally. Time Market. Uh, are willing to support uh, our effort by becoming uh, allowing us to become vendors with them. Uh, awesome. You know, given that we the you know grow uh, good quality food, which I have no doubt that we're doing right now, and and, and we'll be able to continue to do. Awesome. So a couple of things because we're getting close to time, but how can people help if people are interested in? participating and kind of getting some of the therapeutic value of hands in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
face in the sunshine. How, so how can people participate? Well, uh, so on Saturdays, uh, at, out at our growing site, which is located at 1301 South Harris Road, at, like I said, uh, Grace Fellowship Church House of Solutions in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, Saturdays, we have what's called a Helping Hands Day, and it's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You know, people can drop in and pick up a shovel or not, you know, plan a, plan a best of bowl or not, right? Just stop in and say hello. Um, and the goal this year was to be able to um, provide vouchers. You know, people came in if they wanted a voucher come harvest time, then they would be able to turn in that voucher and, and be able to get some produce, a few peppers or some cucumbers or something like that. Uh, however, because because we the People Growers Association is just kind of relatively new, and and right now it's 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 a little bit more than Melvin the People Growers Association because I've got an advisory team, an amazing advisory team. We I still we still don't have the infrastructure yet needed to address some of the things that we would like to do moving forward. Sure. Um, but certainly, yeah, uh, on Saturdays, every Saturday, well, weather dependent, you know, feel free to stop in and say hello and, and get your hands dirty if you choose. Um, and uh, also, uh, and, and check out our Facebook page, uh, We The People Growers Association. And, and I, I think you'll, you know, if, if you stop in and look at it, I think you'll, some of the pictures and images and things you see that take place out there at that growing site, uh, will make you smile and warm your heart and uh, maybe inspire you in some sort of way to 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 make a difference that's awesome um so friends i will include all of this stuff and how to contact melvin and we the people's growers association obviously in the show notes so i won't leave you hanging especially if you're local so that if you didn't weren't able to jot down the address you can you can find everyone and then are there any age specifications? Like, can people, can this be like a family thing where people bring their little people with them? Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, oh, I, one of my dear friends uh, uh, is Matoki, um, and uh, I, I'm not gonna try to even say Matoki's last name because I'll, I'll bumble it. Uh, but uh, Matoki's from Japan and just a wonderful, wonderful human being. and. And, and he's brought his family, his wife, and his two children out there, and, and his son, I think his son might be three years old, he okay. loves to play in the dirt. And, uh, and, 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 and a lot of kids come out there with their parents, and, and like I say, they, they, they enjoy it. They, they, they like doing something. They, they intuitively, I think, feel like this is something meaningful, and, you know, and, and they gravitate to being connected to the earth as they should that's so lovely i love that so one last question and it's kind of a bigger one but you mentioned at the start of the time that we um have together about social justice and equality so how does this all kind of tie into that do you think or how has it resonated for you mm-hmm. um, personally and professionally um. oh yeah I yeah I think I kind of alluded 
alluded to it earlier about my experience um, at the uh, farmers market, uh, in in where in where I just saw kind of like exclusion, sure. right? And 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 not to say that that exclusion was intentional, but more so that exclusion was probably a result or an outcome as di- for of different other forms of exclusion. Sure. You know that that leads to that. Um, and so my whole social justice thing is is all about inclusion, right? Like justice, right? Just some equity, mm-hmm. right? In in opportunities and resources. Um and, and what that looks like and what that means, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, even for me right now, uh, there's places where uh, I've tried to uh, recently uh, move into that I'm unable because of a 1991 felony conviction. Sure. I mean, like, what the hell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I am not the same person That's right. that I was in 1991. At all. At all. Right. Like not by far, right? Mm-hmm. But that thing still hangs over me, sure, and it excludes me uh, from a seat at that table. Mm-hmm. And so, so now, um, and now that I have a seat at this table, which I'm very humbled and fortunate in uh, to be a part of any table. But now it's no longer just about having a seat at the table, but it's about bringing as many people to the table that look like me as possible sure. to in a in a way to help diversify that table and to not only just sit at the table but have a voice at the table as well. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. <laughs> That's awesome. So friends, sadly Melvin and I have to stop our our chat. And that said there's opportunity to participate if you're local. I will link you to him so that you can connect. And I'm so glad that you agreed to come on. I am happy that you invited me to to be a part of this. You made me feel very welcome and very comfortable and uh, very fortunate. Thank you. Thank you, Shadima. My pleasure. So, friends, we're going to read a couple of stories um it looks to be a a woman and she says as soon as i finish the program they're going to give me my kids back i need to get back to them i'm all they've got then another gal everyone thinks i'm antisocial just because i want to stay sober um one guy says, what do you feel most guilty about? All the people I drifted away from. And one young girl says, my sister taught me how to ask for money from my parents. First, you give them a compliment. Then you talk about their then you talk about your day. Then you tell them about your grades. Then you ask for money. That's funny. Um, so, yeah. That's what we've got today. So, thank you so much for being here for...
subscribing, for rating, reviewing this podcast, sharing it with your people. I so appreciate it. And this is Shadima, also known as the Type A Hippie. And this is the Type A Hippie podcast, Cheekass episode 52. I honor the place within you where the entire universe resides. I honor the place within you of love, of light, of truth, of peace. I honor the place within you where when you are in that place in you and I am in that place in me, there is only one of us. Remain gratitude-filled, friends. Again, I'm Shadima, also known as the Type A Hippie. Have a great one. Namaste.